Good evening, friends. We're live again tonight. This is episode 130. I still don't have a name for my live stream. I'm not streaming every day, so maybe I don't need a name for this, but I'll call it the Late Night Crypto Show until I come up with another title. Um, since I end up doing this mostly at night, it would seem. So I uh, wanted to talk tonight about the basics um, about Bitcoin. Um, I've, yes, I've gotten the Bitcoin bug. I've gone down the rabbit hole, as they say, and it has gotten me um, into Austrian economics. It has gotten me into studying um, colonial America again. Um, it is a dangerous thing, arguably, to um, start looking into and um, considering Bitcoin, the asset, Bitcoin, the network, Bitcoin, the technology, there are so many things. But we're going to keep it very simple tonight and probably very short as well. So I want to welcome you. If you're watching on Facebook, I'm live on my Facebook um, just profile tonight. Um, I try my best, but I just can't help share on my Facebook profile all the things that I'm learning and all of my opinions with regards to bitcoin i'm very um you know bullish as they say which is very positive versus being very um bearish which would be generally negative towards it um so i'll give you that but i will ask a couple of things before we get started if you're watching on facebook please go on over to strammel.info youtube and get connected with me on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel there. Turn on the notifications. Uh, comment, like, share. We would we would prefer. I would prefer for you to consume uh, my live streams on YouTube. Obviously, if you're comfortable on Facebook, by all means, um, you know, consume it that way. We will not always be going live on Facebook. So, if you want to catch every live stream or most of them, or catch them later. The best way to do that is on YouTube. And then the other thing I will ask is connect with me on Twitter. And I would encourage you, if you don't have a Twitter account, get one, if for no other reason, to follow me. I share a lot more on Twitter with regards to resources, links, thoughts, um, all kinds of information about Bitcoin, about crypto. Um, when I first started in crypto now early March, I believe it was Dogecoin was what had um, come across my path and that's where I got started. And so my early videos, not um, apologizing for it all, but my early videos, uh, I'm super excited about Dogecoin as I have learned um, over the months, I, I estimate over 300 hours of research studying at least 130 hours now, roughly, of live streaming. So it's probably more than three hour, 300 hours when you look at the total investment in the space. But I've come you know, f around now to the conclusion, at least for me, that Bitcoin is the primary um, cryptocurrency asset that you, in my opinion, want to start with if you're only going to invest in one, if you want to... Uh, make it simple and easy. Just invest in Bitcoin. There's a lot of other cryptocurrencies out there. I think over 5,000. 
and you can go um, get it um, into the weeds, as they say. And there's a lot of convincing um, voices out there to get you into all kinds of other uh, cryptocurrencies. A lot of get rich quick um, thoughts, ideas, schemes. And yes, some people do get rich quick. Many others lose their money when they get into these other uh, projects, as they're called. So Bitcoin is different. And I'll try to share with you some of the reasons why I believe that it is. I think it is of all of the cryptocurrencies, the apex, it is the OG. It is, you know, basically the first cryptocurrency that was invented by Satoshi Nakamoto. Now that is a pseudonym. We don't know who that is or if, whether that's one person, a group of people, probably a group of people, honestly, but it is a male Japanese name. So I'm just going to say he or Satoshi uh, when I refer to it. But yeah, I do want to jump in uh, here in a minute. I'm going to pull up a screen. I'm going to show you some numbers, which I think are helpful. But let's talk a bit Bitcoin again, very specifically and why you should consider it. Um, by all means, follow me um, again on Twitter and uh, you'll see a lot more there. I also retweet a lot of the um, um, subject matter experts that I follow. A lot of good information out there. First reason I would say, you know, why Bitcoin and, and in no particular order, but I think we're all familiar with the fact that um, we're in a inflationary period. We've been in an inflationary period at least since 1971, if not prior to that, because of our monetary policy and system is our, at least here in the United States, and it's pretty much the case throughout the modern world that um, we're a spending economy, not a saving economy primarily. So the way that we keep uh, an economy spending is we continue to increase the money supply, uh, make credit very cheap for individuals, retail, if you will, and the commercial companies, uh, institutions, all that. So with a low cost of capital, you have a lot of spending. You have businesses spending lots of money buying up their stock, their stock prices go up, you have people investing in those stocks, they're way overvalued. But uh, what I really wanted to say in all of that is you end up in an inflationary um, environment. Of course, the Federal Reserve's goal is around 2%. And uh, in years past, they have um, you know, reported 2%, but I think we've always been... Um, in an environment where the inflation is much higher than whatever the reporting. And if that was ever the case, it was today. And I'm going to get to my point here. Um, and also I'll interact with the comments if you want to share something, but 5.4%, um, I think was the latest consumer price index reported. Um, and I think we all know that it's, it's something more than that. What it is, is debatable. I'm going to say 15 to 20% is what we're really dealing with with regards to inflation. There is no asset or almost no asset out there in real terms that it that can keep up with inflation. Your salaries or most of our salaries are not, are not keeping up with inflation either with real inflation. They say when you look at uh, inflation um, and take that in consideration that the average person has not received 
a real raise on their salary since 1972. And that just happens to uh, coincide with uh, Nixon 1971, basically breaking us off of the gold standard forever. It was already um, not a pure gold standard, but any uh, resemblance of the gold standard we were forever uh, removed from and the whole world along with it in 1971, I believe it was in, in August. Um, so number one reason is you need an asset that will keep you, um, keep your purchasing power ahead of inflation. There is no better, better asset in the world other than, and this is not something that all of us can do other than, um, um, old Porsche cars that those actually, for those that are into that does return um, a better return than Bitcoin, but Bitcoin over the last decade, and I'm going to show you a chart, like I said here in a minute, but Bitcoin over the last decade has returned um, on an annual basis, 230%. When you look at different sources, it's you know 210, sometimes 200, uh, 230 is probably the most, um, aggressive, if you will. Um, but nonetheless, we'll call it 230%. The next closest asset over the last decade, the last 10 years on an annual basis is the NASDAQ 100. And that is a 20% annual return. So we're looking at somewhere between 200%, 220% uh, disparity between Bitcoin and the next best alternative. And uh, gold, we all know that, you know, people have always looked at gold as a hedge against inflation, as a quote-unquote hard money, and it is. But what makes Bitcoin better than gold is a number of things. But one of them is the fact that um, gold, generally speaking, does not, has not, um, in modern times, appreciated in value, whereas Bitcoin does actually i think over the last decade if you look at it on an annual basis there's been a negative return for gold now if push com comes to shove and you actually physically have gold in your possession it may be uh, valuable to you the other problem with gold is many people don't physically uh, hold the gold themselves they have it with some type of a company and a vault so forth and so on and if things went really, really bad, do you really think that you'd be able to go and capture or bring all that gold back into your home? It would be very difficult for you to currently, or if the time happened that you needed to, to have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gold in your home. Uh, you wouldn't be able to protect it very easily. Whereas Bitcoin, you can physically store Bitcoin in your head. And I don't want to go too detailed down that road, but 12, if you can remember or have written down in a secure place, 12 words called a seed phrase. Those are your, um, your private keys. You could literally um, leave whatever country you live in with just the clothes on your back. Um, when you get on the other side of wherever you're going, restore your wealth in the form of Bitcoin, and uh, it will continue to outperform whatever currency there is in whatever country you find yourself in. 
So um, that's number one. That's That would be the first reason. Second reason is many people are, um, you know, not aware that Bitcoin is gaining significant traction with regards to its being uh, considered a legitimate asset, a legitimate investment. You've got JP Morgan, you've got Chase, you've got Wells Fargo, you've got hedge funds, you've got pension funds, you've got insurance companies, endowments, um, sovereign wealth funds, uh, venture capitalists, all of these um, types of financial services, companies, individuals, they're all investing in Bitcoin. And arguably, there's only, and I posted about this, but arguably there's only about 3 million of the total of 21 million, only about 3 million literally today available. There are companies like Apple, Google, Facebook, others, if they wanted to buy all of the Bitcoin that's available right now at, let's call it to make it easy, $50,000 a Bitcoin, they could, from a money perspective, buy up every single Bitcoin that's left. The good news is, is they're not. So it's still available to the quote unquote common person, which I consider myself one of the, co the common man. And I want to read actually a quote that I thought was really good from Twitter. And let me pull it up. Let me find it first before I do. Um, yeah, let me see here. Okay. So this is a quote that I captured from Bitcoin is saving. It says those, those furthest from the fiat money printer are those that are furthest away from or have, you know, using less and less of the fiat money, which is our U.S. dollar. Or if you're in Canada, it's the Canadian dollar. All over the world, uh, fiat is pretty much all that we use nowadays. And again, 1971 ensured that that happened. Um, it says the most marginalized peoples in society will benefit the most from turning off the printer, opting out. In other words, going to Bitcoin, I would argue primarily. Again, there's tons of other cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin, I would argue with uh, considerable conviction, is the only one that is truly hard money. I could describe what hard money is, but, um, but the way that it's, um, produced all that it's hard money like gold, but better as opposed to fiat money, which basically costs nothing for the government to produce. It says their contribution to society will be revalued, their plans for the future empowered. And the reason that is, is because there is going to be, I believe, and many others believe, a um, basically a wealth transformation. Um, when you consider that there's only 3 million Bitcoin available right now, right today, if, if, uh, if the largest companies in the world wanted to buy it, they could, they don't want to buy it right now. You can, it's going fast though. Um, certainly by the end of this year, I'll, I say certainly, but in the form of an opinion, I feel very strongly about it at least valued at $100,000. There are many calling for at some point in 2022, 
400,000 to 500,000 dollars per bitcoin it's currently at about 44,000 so first reason inflation second reason to own bitcoin to invest in bitcoin to personally have it in your own custody is um that it's truly hard money and what i mean by hard money is the only money in the world that has ever been able to survive um, the um, the tendency for governments to inflate their money to, to print more of it than than they should more of it than they actually have any kind of uh, other thing backing it up governments always print more um, and so with hard money you basically can't do that because it is there's only so much of it that can be produced Again, Bitcoin is the ultimate hard money because you can only, there will only ever be 21 million of them. There's about 18 million, roughly 18 million out there in the wild, if you will, today. But again, there's only about 3 million available for sale. The other 15 million um, people are holding on to. And many of these, you know, the many, much of the Bitcoin that's out there has been held on to for. A year or more, I think eighty-five percent of the of the uh, Bitcoin that's out there is um, been held for at least a year, if not longer. So it is the ultimate sound money, hard money, able to um, withstand the um, temptation uh, of fiat money to be printed. And so that's that's reason number two. Reason number three, and again, these are in no particular order. Reason number three is it is, generally speaking, um, uh, something that cannot be confiscated. Gold can be confiscated. It's been done um, by the U.S. government in the past, by other governments in the past. Um, I'm sure they didn't go necessarily house to house. I don't believe and take it, but they trusted that people would come in. And I'm sure there's some people that didn't, but, but by and large people, um, complied and they turned in their gold and they were given, um, paper money instead. Bitcoin again is like gold. Gold 2.0 can be divisible up to a hundred million. So each Bitcoin is divisible by a hundred million what are called satoshis there are many that believes that that believe that over time it may take two decades three decades four decades who knows but that actually each single satoshi could be worth uh what we think of right now as a million dollars here in the united states don't know um i'll probably be long gone but that leads me into the fourth reason to invest in Bitcoin and specifically Bitcoin, most, if not all of these attributes I'm talking about are not transferable to generically cryptocurrency. They're very unique to Bitcoin, very specific to Bitcoin. And that's all I'm going to be talking about. So um, yeah, number four is that it's something that you can truly leave as a legacy. I would, I hate to say, but um, our monetary policy here in the United States and again across the world um, is most likely only going to get worse. There are ways uh, for the governments to you know, work towards 
a balanced budget, all that kind of thing. But what that would require, and no, most nations are not willing to do it, that would require them to default on their debt around the whole world. And it would be a cascading effect. If the United States defaulted on their debt, that would cascade throughout literally most, if not all of the world. And there would be a worldwide depression and, you know, it, uh, all kinds of things that go with that. They're not going to do that. Not likely that, not likely that they'll do that. So it's, you're going to, um, just like Venezuela, who knows how long United States has the advantage of the U S dollar being the world reserve currency. A lot of things go with that means that the U S dollar will be able to hang on longer than probably others, but there are already countries like Russia, China, others, um, that have, you know, have moved away from the U S dollar. Um, it gets way, way too deep, but we have what we call the petrodollar. You know, we made, um, we basically, uh, told Saudi Arabia, Hey, we'll protect you. We'll do all these things for you. If you will denominate and sell your oil only in U S dollars. So that basically forced, uh, countries all over the world to buy their oil in the U S dollar which forced them to basically uh, take on U.S. dollars and to, you know, be um, lenders, if you will, also to the United States. So if you can imagine the thought process, since we can print, create out of thin air as much money, money as we want, we can continue our economy going, but that impacts uh, in a, a number of different ways. And depending on the country, um, although these countries have their own currencies on the world stage, at least it, it affects almost every other country in the world. So the United States has an advantage, but where I was going with that, where I would believe, or I believe we're not immune to hyperinflation. Eventually uh, it's very possible we could end up like Venezuela, Lebanon, Lebanon right now. I heard, I believe this is true is the, um, is experiencing the highest inflation in the world right now. And their, their money has completely lost 90 plus percent of its value. Um, Venezuela is really, really bad right now. Lebanon, as I mentioned, um, Nigeria, I've heard that, um, the Sudan believe as well, many, many countries experiencing hyperinflation and one interesting fact almost universally in these countries where they're experiencing hyperinflation, the, uh, the average people, if you will, just the, the uh, common person there is turning to Bitcoin to uh, be able to transact, even in places where it's illegal. China just today, this morning, banned, you know, Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies in general, again, um, but there's hope. Twitter, on the bright side, you know, whether you like Twitter, hate Twitter, like Jack Dorsey, hate Jack Dorsey, honestly, it doesn't matter in one sense because today um, the uh, Bitcoin network was basically integrated with Twitter. And I'm not going to go into all the details of how, but that basically meant that 200 million, 200 million active users 
now have a way to send and receive Twitter tips. Um, they're receiving those tips in dollars, whatever whatever dollar denomination they happen to use. But the Bitcoin network is used underneath. And uh, I'm not going to go into all the details, but that is another positive um, sign that Bitcoin is um, here to stay. You know, we're, we're now on it, this, moving on the second decade of Bitcoin being around. So number four was legacy, being able to uh, leave that Bitcoin with your children, your grandchildren, their grandchildren, you know, until such a time as a Christian, you know, there is going to be an ultimate reckoning at some point in time. There will be a one world currency. I don't know how, when, any of that. But, but as a Christian, since I believe the Bible is true, I know it's coming. Um, don't know what role Bitcoin will play uh, in all of that, other than to say it, Bitcoin will not be the one world currency. So if you're a Christian, you can you can rest your mind, I believe. Uh, I, do, uh, I do take note of that because I know a lot of Christians are like, oh, what if it's the one world currency? The one world currency is going to be centralized. It's going to be uh, heavily controlled, censored, all of those kind of things. Bitcoin is censor resistant. It is decentralized. It can't be controlled by any one person. Um, literally half, more than half of the world could go dark, no electricity, no nothing. But there are thousands and thousands of um, Bitcoin nodes all over the world. And as long as um, there are you know, nodes available and the internet is available in those areas, then the Bitcoin network continues. It has survived 10 years of numerous attacks, different uh, attempts to bring it down, and it has survived. So it's resilient. It's one of the attributes. It's called anti-fragile. So it um, is not a fragile monetary network. It's global, which I basically just described. Um, so that, you know, those are actually really the major ones. It grows in value over time. It is a hedge. Not only is it a store of value, but it, it, it grows over time. It stays ahead of inflation. Um, it will still be around when many, many currencies fall. Um, you know, the country of El Salvador has adopted uh, Bitcoin as legal tender. So that's cool. I guess I wanted to show you next some numbers. Numbers are always helpful. And um, let's do this. I'm going to move this here. There we go. So my the picture in picture here with me covers up basically the, the uh, month titles for November and December. But what you have here is the Bitcoin monthly returns. For the last nine years, I think it is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yep, for the last nine years, almost a decade. It could have gone back to 2012, but they don't. And for January through December, what this shows is the monthly returns for each of those years. What you'll notice this is a key if you can, and if you, um, Come to your own conclusion that Bitcoin is a worthy investment. You'll be much better off buying it in this month, statistically, at least. Can't guarantee anything. 
but statistically, look at how many times uh, basically Bitcoin is red. I don't know if you can see these colors, but red in September. A lot of different reasons why, but that is the end of the third quarter. Many people are taking profits, all kinds of reasons why Bitcoin is being sold in the month of September. But then the fourth quarter, October, November, December, again, statistically, are some of the best performing months for Bitcoin. Now that extends into, in some cases, January, February, even March. Not March very often. There's really only two times where that extended on into March. But I will say um, there's really no one that has bought Bitcoin and held on to it for four years or more who has ever lost money. So you do want to go into Bitcoin with the mindset of holding it. Uh, if you want to get sophisticated or really want to um, manage it closer, you certainly can try to quote unquote time the market and sell your Bitcoin during those time periods where it has traditionally gone down and then reinvest uh, after it has gone down and then maybe double, triple, or you know, gain another third of exposure in Bitcoin, those types of things. There are some dangers in doing that because no one can time the market perfectly. The market, you may think that the market has hit its high and you sell and then it just continues to go back up. And so you actually now have to buy back in um, at a higher price and end up with less Bitcoin than more Bitcoin. So there's a lot of... Um, a lot of reasons why you might not want to do that. There's a lot of reasons why you might just want to buy the Bitcoin, um, wait out the times where it's going to go down. It's gone down as much as 80%, but it always, it has always, at least over the last decade, it has always recovered and then um, reached a new all-time high. They say that, uh, you know, you hear the you hear the phrase that, um, History repeats itself, but I think more accurately is history rhymes. In other words, history doesn't always repeat itself, but there are um, patterns that that tend to recur, although not perfectly, and although not always. So statistics, um, you know, have their place. But um, the easiest thing to do is buy Bitcoin as often as you can, honestly, as much as you can and hold. Now, I will say one other thing, you know, the way the rich get rich and stay rich is they buy assets, they buy assets that will appreciate in value, and then they borrow against those assets to buy other assets, and then those um, appreciate in value, and they use the inflationary system where they get, um, you know, loans at a static interest rate that with the money actually going down in value over time, you know, you're basically getting a loan that gets in essence cheaper every, um, every month, every year, because it's valued in dollars that are um, being deflated. But those assets that you bought with that cheap money, if you want to think of it that, that way, are able to stay ahead of inflation rental property, real estate, businesses, those types of things, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is thought of as digital real estate. You can take it anywhere you want. Your wealth travels with you anywhere you go in the world. 
It's digital gold 2.0. Again, it's almost not technically, but almost infinitely divisible. Um, I, I pay my, both of my daughters, I, I find unique in different ways to basically give them Bitcoin. The, the smaller, um, you know, denomination in Bitcoin is Satoshi. So we normally talk in Satoshi's somewhat related to that. I'm starting a, a Bitcoin savings program with a group of kids in my area. I'm excited about that. That's going to be really cool. So this is the chart. Let me talk about this just a little bit more and we'll move on and kind of wrap up. But as you can see in 2021, or let's look at 2020, since we have a full year there, you can see that January was good. February down, March down, then April and May good, June not so good, July good, August good, and then September again um, traditionally um, not so good. But then again, October, November, December, that fourth quarter, if you look down through all of these different years, there are some periods in what would be a bear cycles where it's down, but generally speaking, that fourth quarter is a really good time. You could not, um, you could not, you know, be invested for eight months of the year and then buy your Bitcoin in September, which is right now and capture most of the value that we're going to see during this uh, bull run, which could extend into 2022 and could go up to high as high as, as I mentioned earlier, 400,000, 200,000, 400,000, who knows? Nobody really knows. So that's at least four reasons why you would want to invest in Bitcoin. I want to give you a few um, links to look at and to wrap this up. My go-to app, for investing in Bitcoin is Voyager. You can see the link down there, strammel.info slash Voyager. Get that app, put in the a code that's in the description, and you can basically get $25 in Bitcoin when you invest your first $100. Connect with me on Twitter at Shane Trammell. Connect on YouTube there. One other one I suggest, it's in the, the descriptions. Get the uh, Strike app. Uh, that's where you will be able to uh, basically buy Bitcoin um, basically at no cost. You can keep it there. You can put it in, a, in a, your own wallet, those kinds of things. So I'm going to leave it with that tonight. Go check out Voyager. Also look at Celsius. You can, you can um, earn a really good yield on your Bitcoin there. You can earn yield on uh, your Bitcoin on Voyager as well. You can experiment if you want with other cryptocurrencies on Voyager. You could become a part of their loyalty program. All those kind of things we'll talk about in another video. And I've talked about them in previous videos. So go watch some of my other videos. But I do want to say uh, come back for episode 131. And we'll talk more then. Have a good one. Bye.